Bing bong bang. Hi. Sup. What did everyone? Just got back from going on Daily Pop. How was it? Oh, God, it was so nice to go outside the house for a second. I bet. I got dressed See, up. You got to actually, like, go into a studio? Yeah, I went to a studio. I had to get COVID tested. Then I went to a studio, and they mic'd me up, and they put in an in-ear, and we talked about The Bachelor. Yeah, it was really nice. It was like, this is what it used to be like. I know. That's kind of how I felt this weekend at the Super Bowl, although... The game, like they only had a twenty five thousand people there, so what? What is that? Like a quarter full or something? I don't know. It was eerily quiet, like the whole stadium. But we were. I was just like, you know what? Though, like I'll take it. Like this is. It feels like we're back. So were you like in the stands? We were for a sec. So okay. So Miley performed. I, okay, I, guys, I don't know much about football, and I don't know much about. I've never been to a Super Bowl, so just like bear with me. But apparently, there's this thing called like the tailgate party that happens before. <laughs> It's like a big thing. You're, people wait, hold play on. it every year. You're telling me you're not familiar with tailgating right now. I've never been to a tailgate. How have you never been to a tailgate? I don't know. I didn't really. I went to college for like a year, but I didn't go to any sporting events really. And I don't know. I just never did that. Do people do that in high school? I was always a cheerleader. So I just was like preparing for the game. I don't know. Not in high school because you drink. But like in college, oh. you you drink <laughs> You tailgate out in the parking lot and you get wasted. Then you go in the game and then in college or and then, and then afterwards, like you never been to a Titans game and went to the tailgate. In, no, no. Am I missing wow. out? Yeah. Tailgate is awesome. <laughs> well, okay. So that's what this technically was, I guess. It was like the tailgate party before the Super Bowl that Miley got to perform at. Yeah. And um, she performed for 7,500 healthcare workers that have you know, been working on the front lines of all the coronavirus stuff. They've been, they've had their vaccine, um, but it was almost like a give back to the people that have just been working so hard, you know, during this whole past year, um, which was really cool. And even though people had had the vaccine, like everyone still wore masks and there was still some distancing, like everybody kind of had different sections. Um, so, you know, it wasn't normal by any means, but like considering it's been a year and a half since I've been anywhere where there's a crowd of people, like it felt like we were kind of getting back to normal, which was encouraging. And it was cool to see everyone like, be safe. Like people wore their masks. Like people weren't being stupid. It was really great. And Miley just, she was just so happy to be performing again. She has rehearsed for weeks and weeks and weeks for this set. It was 90 minutes she played that uh, aired also on TikTok, which was cool. And then I think they aired two songs on network television, but it was like a big set for her and it's been a while. So she's just really been working hard to prepare and had Billy Idol and Joan Jett come out and do feature songs with her which was really freaking cool and overall like just super super fun and so once we did that that was like right before the game started and then she changed clothes and we took a second and then after the game kicked off like we had seats and they told us you know it's a quarter full you'll have like four tickets where four seats are together and then they'll have like four seats empty four seats and then people with four so there's four seats in between everybody and they have these stupid cardboard cutouts and the empty seats so that on tv it looks like like the stadium's full. It's insane. But we did. We went and sat out there for about a quarter and a half until the halftime show. And what's crazy is 
Like typically if Miley's going to go somewhere, like they take her in like a side door or a back door. We, you don't walk out in the public to get to where you're going, but at the stadium, like there, there is no side door, I guess. Like you just, if you're going to go, like you literally have to walk in the same door everybody else does and go to your seat. So the group of us, there were 12 of us total. Billy Idol was with us and his team were like walking through the stadium. And I'm like, thank God it was only a quarter full. Cause if it had been a full stadium, there's no way we would have ever made it to our seats, but we're walking and it was like a long walk. We had to walk around like half the stadium to get to where we we're going. And you could just see people that they're like, they look at her as she walks by and you see it registers that it's her. But I think they're so stunned that she's just walking through the stadium with Billy Idol that like no one knows what to do. Like, I think one guy literally dropped his hot dog when he saw her. It's just kind of like, wait, Miley Cyrus is walking through the stadium right now, like alone. Like what? It was so funny. Um, but then we did sit down and. It was not, I mean, it was nice. Like we had great seats right on the 50 yard line. So like my one and only football game, like couldn't have asked for a better seat and it was quiet. Right. I mean, it's not full. It's like the crowd was quiet, but other than that, it felt like the real deal. Miley got to experience normal life for just <laughs> <Yeah>. a second. <laughs> she really did. When we went to the Super Bowl a couple years back. Yeah. There is no like VIP at the Super Bowl. If you've gotten to the wow. Super Bowl, that's the hard ticket to get. You're not mm -hmm. sitting in some skybox. When we were there, you know, Sarah and I were just in the stands and then four rows above us was Ty Burrell, who's even more famous than Sarah. Phil Dumphy's right up there. You can't go hide. So I think that's kind of cool. Diplo was in town. He DJed, I think, one night over the weekend. And he walked by, like right, he went right in front of us or whatnot. And like, Diplo is one of those guys that I think I think he can probably walk around and not get like super recognized because when he's not on stage, he actually just looks like a normal guy. Yeah. And so he walked up and like brought us drinks and stuff. And I, and I was like, why is nobody freaking out that it's Diplo? Cause I was kind of freaking out, but yeah, it was just super cool and like laid back and everybody just had a really good time and go bucks bucks one. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk halftime show. Yeah. Did you like it or not? Okay. So here's the thing. Something like a halftime show is meant for television, right? Like it's not meant for the people in the stadium. So for us, like we couldn't really see him. A lot of the performance, he was like up on the side, like in the stands kind of on the far left side, like under the the big mega, the big like Megatron screen. And so he was really far away from us. And then at the very end during <laughs> blinding lights, they come out onto the field. That part was cool. Once he got onto the field, what? Megatron what? is a transformer. Jumbotron oh, is Jumbotron. The... <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Jumbotron. That one. And the only reason I even know the term Jumbotron is because of Friday night lights. Thank you very much. But anyway, so once he came the out onto the field, huh? But you didn't know the term. <laughs> I just said it wrong, but I did know it. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Mega Jumbo. Same friggin' thing, okay? <laughs> the performance in person was not very impressive, and even the sound in the stadium is just, like, tough. It's just not meant for that. You know what I mean? But I think on television, it probably looked pretty freaking cool. And I did love the end when all the dancers came out onto the field and we could see on the screen what it probably looked like for you guys on TV. And it looked sick. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I thought it was different. I heard that he put seven million of his own money into it. A lot of people don't know this. You don't get paid to do the Super Bowl, which is crazy, but you get it back like on record sales, I guess. It looked like he employed nothing but people of color 
to do the show with him, which I think was a cool thing. It was one part where he's kind of like running around, kind of lost in like oh yeah that part. I was we, like, what's happening with him? Yeah, but the best thing to come out of the entire Super Bowl are all the memes of yeah. him during that part of the performance. <laughs> yeah they started coming in and i was like oh this is good this is good all these memes i just can't believe that tom brady won again i can i know but like i put a hundred dollars on the on the chiefs that was a bad call by the way i thought for sure the chiefs are gonna win did you know tom brady has never had coffee what he has never had coffee he doesn't eat any sugar i mean if these are the things that you have to do to win seven super bowls i don't want it no. yeah me neither i love coffee he's never had a good coffee shit dang no wonder he looks like that he's <laughs> he's never just had an explosive coffee shit <laughs> of course he's got no fucking wrinkles he doesn't know stress he doesn't know stress of having a cup of coffee and not being close to a bathroom. No wonder he looks so great. Well, I think that's pretty cool that he got to go to the Super Bowl, uh, especially that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it was nice. I hadn't seen my sister in a couple of months. So, I don't know, it was nice for her and my mom and I to be down there and, like, doing it all together was super cool. Um, and for me, like, so I went down there just thinking I was going to hang and support Miley and uh, I got down there and got asked to DJ a couple of nights on someone's yacht. It was like a private party. Oh, wow. Super low key, only like 30 or 40 people um, because, you know, I, I didn't want to do anything that was too like too much of a COVID risk just because I have to be super careful being around my mom and stuff. So uh, it was nice like to actually like be working again. Like I, I hadn't really like touched DJ decks in months since the summer to actually get to play. So I don't know, like the whole weekend, which is very encouraging to feel like we're going in the right direction. Life is going to carry on. And it was good. It was a good vibe. Nice. Yeah. I went and did Daily Pomp today and I was talking to my good buddy, uh, Justin Sylvester, whom I love and I've done like a bunch of red carpet stuff with. He was like, let's hang out. And I was like, listen, man, you know, my fiance is immunocompromised. He's like, dude, I get tested three days a week because of the show and I've been vaccinated. And I was like, how are you vaccinated? You're younger yeah. than I am. You're in better shape than I am. Not that saying much. I was like, what's going on? And he goes, dude, I went and waited in line for three and a half hours. And did you know that like before the clinics close, if they've got any mm -hmm. extra, then you yeah. can get the vaccine. Let me yeah, tell I you what your boy's going to be doing later tonight. I'm going to yeah. be getting so myself a nice audio book. I'm going to sit outside a clinic and your boy... Tonight? Either doing it tonight or tomorrow night. Because guess what? I'm getting the vaccine. I'm tired of it. I want to live my life. Getting the vaccine early, bitches. Oh, wow. Okay, so someone told us this this weekend also because my mom really wants it. And they that's what they said. They said, like, you know, they're they're giving the vaccine to everyone. What is what is the age? Like, I forget. It's like I don't know. 65 and older or something. Yeah. Is like who can get it right now. But what happens is like these clinics that are doing them, I guess at the end of the day, once all the 65 plus people have gotten the vaccine, if they have any extras, they have to throw them away. Yeah, I know. So there's just like all the, yeah. So I, I guess like, yeah, you can go try to get one and they're just going to toss. And here's my thing. I can see a lot of people coming at me being like, you're young. You shouldn't be doing that. But they're throwing them away. Ex exactly. To be honest with you. I think that the young, patient, really out-of-work people should be doing this. I got nothing going on, and if you're going to throw it away, then I'm going to get a vaccine, and then I can't get you sick. 
I don't know. But I'm fucking getting this. I'm telling you to do it. I'm doing it. We've been waiting for Great. Sarah's like number to get called, and she's not getting called anytime soon. And I'm hoping to be able to piggyback on that because I'm like her caretaker. You know, I go and get her groceries and, you know, every, I do all the dangerous stuff outside. I'm, Sister Anne, I'm going to be sitting in a line. <laughs> You're, I'm going to fucking Instagram the whole thing, just waiting to get a shot. You should take Tish with you. She really wants to do it. Oh, man. Three and a half hours of just Tish and I? God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we need to start the show. Oh, we haven't done yeah. that yet. Yeah. So. Um, okay. I think it's you. You know, I was thinking about this on my run the other day. Is it, <laughs> is it bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy, or is it bros and hoes, it's time for your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy? It's you're listening to. It's definitely not. It's time. Okay. Bros that and crazy. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and a very wait a very confused Wells and Brandy. I know. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B O L L A N D B R A N C H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Um, so, do you want to talk batch? I have to. I loved the episode. I mean, I love LC, no, MJ, MJ just being like, well, if it isn't consequences for my very own actions coming back to bite me in the ass. Why'd you call her LC? That's a different show. (laughs) Sorry. All the drama was so good this week, I feel. I know, but here's my thing. And maybe this is because I'm a bachelor purist, but like, I'm over it now. Now that Victoria's gone, now that Anna's gone, now that MJ's gone, don't care. And you got rid of my shining light on on the hill with Katie? Over it. Well, we got to talk about that. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I do think they're setting her up for bachelorette potential. Well, I saw like a spoiler that people are saying that that's true. And like Daily Pop, they were asking me today. They're like, is that true? Um, and I was like, the big spoiler guy... He got all of my shit wrong. So who really knows? But yeah, she does look real good. They haven't had a connection really this whole time, but yeah. she got a one-on-one. I don't know like if they would have really made it a point to give her an actual one-on-one unless they were going to think about setting her up for something else good. I don't know. But I will say this. I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, there's a lot of parallels between Katie and I. 
Okay. That's true. That's true. Because I, I don't know if you remember, but I was the voice of reason. I was like Mm -hmm. level headed, but also brought the comedy. And then Mm -hmm. I was kicked off on a one-on-one and it was eighth place. And guess what? One-on-one eighth place. Now she's the bachelorette or maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I do think it's a great theory and I like Katie. I think she'd make a great bachelorette. She'll be a lot like Hannah Brown. She seems like she's very like opinionated, not taking any shit from anybody. Very smart. So she almost reminds me. I was thinking more of like a Caitlin Bristow type. I don't know if she's as funny as Caitlin is. Definitely not. Definitely not. The Tyler C. shit. (laughs) It was so good. First of all, my boy's so much more excited to see Tyler C. than he is to see any of those chicks. Ever. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, just give Tyler freaking Rose already, bro. (laughs) I don't know how much if Tyler was in on it. And to be honest with you, I don't think he was in on it at all. When she was like, so what are you doing in Farmington or wherever, you know? And he was like, my boy's the bachelor. Like, didn't hesitate to drop that knowledge on that shit. Oh, yeah, not at all. Oh, I'm famous. Didn't you know? My boy's the bachelor. Oh, no one told you everyone wanted me to be the bachelor. And I turned it down and I've got so much power that um, I gave it to my friend randomly enough and yeah now i'm here my other thing was is that when she was like rub his nipples oh my god where'd he get a fucking abc rub and tug on tv (laughs) and you know my boy was sporting a chub because ain't nobody ever had their nips rubbed that didn't get a chub all right he was at least flying half mast and i wanted him to pan down and black box that thing they should have they should have. I just kept being like, okay, if this were me, like, at what point do you get up and leave? Like, he just wasn't, nothing cracked him. Like, I thought for sure when she's on the phone, does, yeah, yeah, I'm massaging um Tyler from The Bachelor. Like, I thought for sure he would just get up and leave. And he, he looked up, but that was it. He was like, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is now what he thinks is normal life, you know. I was waiting for him to be like, give me the phone. I'll FaceTime with her and make her day. Like, you know, (laughs) as much as I loved that Tyler definitely got a happy ending on national television, Heather showing up is one of the fucking weirdest things that's ever happened on that show. Is she just like kind of strange? Like she just, I don't know. I've never met her. The thing that everyone thinks is that happened was that producers planned this. And from what I understand, not the case. She read where the show was being filmed or like someone, like maybe Hannah Brown told her where it was being filmed. She booked her own flight, rented her very own Dodge Caravan (laughs) (laughs) and fucking drove there. And I think everyone was like, what are you doing? Like Chris coming out being like, you can't come in here. First of all, like, we have a bubble. Like, you need to be fucking quarantined. So it looks like they put her in, like, some hotel, like, some motel, like, not in Nemecolon. <laughs> oh, it's like, dude, what do you think's going to happen? I hate to say this, but it's when the tummy tea ads stop a coming, you start making some bad plays. And one and of them seriously. is renting a Dodge Caravan. <laughs> Trying to get on a show. Why did she rent a minivan? I don't know, dude. 
Oh my god. I do feel like they gave her a little too much airtime this week. Like leading up to. Like I didn't really need to see her goofing off in her hotel room because she was losing her mind. Although I don't think she was losing her mind. I think that's who she is, probably. Yeah. Um, because she just seems quirky. She really shocked me when she finally does get to go in to the house. Like she doesn't even say hi to the girls. No. I kind of thought she'd be the kind of girl like girls girl that would walk in and try to be sweet to the girls and whatever, but she doesn't even give them the time of freaking day. Yeah. Remember when we were all complaining that I got cut out of the episode and Ben got cut out of the episode and like it seemed like they tried to put too much in that episode and I was like, something must happen. And mm-hmm. so thanks, Heather, for cutting Ben and I out of an episode because you wanted 15 more minutes. Yeah. Well, and Tyler is the one that got all the airtime. And I think even he got cut out a lot. I mean, they played that fun game, but that was part of the date. Right. The more I watch it, the more I don't think he's going to end up with anybody. Really? Yeah, I'm starting to lean towards that. I mean, I uh, I think that Rachel's still my front runner, but I don't even know if he's got a super... I mean, he did tell her he was falling for her, too. I don't know, man. Engagement's a, it's a heavy thing to do. Yeah. Talking about feelings. Ryan... She was just so upset before she even knew she was going home. Like before that rose ceremony, she was like, freaking out. I, I mean, talk about getting feelings quickly. She's barely been there two weeks. I know. We were watching it and I was like, who is this person? Sarah was like, oh, she came in like last week. And I was like, oh, okay. Why are you freaking out, lady? No one-on-one, no airtime. And she is freaking. Yeah. It was nuts. Is that enough Bachelor stuff? I think so. I think we covered most of it. I did. My favorite screw up was someone was like, well, there's no rose on the placket. It was like, (laughs) placket? The fuck's a placket? We looked it up. A placket is something with a skirt. I think she meant placard, which would still be incorrect. Bitch, just say plate. Tray? Just say plate plate or trace. Don't try to church up trays, you know? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh god anyways all right too good too good you want to do some fave things bro yeah bro i feel like it's maybe a chick show so you're probably maybe not gonna watch it but have you seen firefly lane on netflix well i saw it because i was hoping that someone had made the sci-fi western Firefly again that I was talking about as fan fiction book recently. And it's not. It's fucking something different. And I was very upset. Yeah, it's um, it's the equivalent of a chick flick, probably. I've had a lot of wife tears message me be- even before I wa- knew this was out and saying I needed to watch this. But it's adapted from a book by Kristen Hanna, who's like, she's a massive author, like massive, like women's fiction, like romance no- uh, novelist, I think. But what also caught my eye is it's starring Katherine Heigl, who we love from Grey's. Uh, and she like has a totally different look in this show, which I love. Her hair is like dark, dark brown. Um, and she definitely like, she, she's, you know, a little older than we're used to seeing her look, but I love her in this. I think she does a great job. 
Um, and I watched two episodes with my mom while we were in Tampa and you, you really have to get through the first one to really like understand, I think what's going on and like the time, who everyone is. It's like the first episode is just a tad bit confusing, but if you push through and get to episode two and you start to get the lay of the land on like who everybody is and they do flashbacks to when they're kids and stuff, then it, I think it gets really good. So what's it about? So based off of this book by Kristen Hanna, it follows two best friends from their first meeting through the following 30 years of their lives and all of the ups and downs along the way. So the two main characters are Tully and Kate and they're like complete opposites. Kate is like the nerd, right? Like she comes from like a super normal loving family, lives with both parents or whatnot. Um, wears huge glasses, just like total nerd. And then Tully is like tall, beautiful. Her mom is a whack job, drug addicted, um, absentee mom and, and kind of thing. And I, I, like in the first episode, you kind of learn like her grandmother raised her for a minute. And then her mom comes in when she's 14 or 15 and decides she's going to come live with her. So her life is just like a complete wreck, but they're neighbors. Like Tully moves in across the street from Kate when they're in high school and they ride the bus to school together and everything. And where like, they really have nothing in common. They end up becoming friends. And so you see like they're that you see flashbacks of when they're kids. And then most of the show is the, is the now where um, they're in their 30s, like late 30s. And um, Tully ends up being super famous. She's on television. Kate works in the industry as well. She's like an, an editor, wants to be an editor. And Tully's like helping her get a job. And so uh, the first two episodes are really, it's really just, it's about their friendship, their lives from childhood to adulthood. And I mean, like I said, I'm only two episodes in, so I don't know about, you know, the conflict and the drama that's going to ensue, but I love the characters. I love the actors. And I think it's going to be a really good show. It's not as good as <clears throat> the original show Firefly starring Nathan Fillion, but whatever. It's fine. Oh, that sounds cool. Have you heard of the head? No, it's not what you think it is. Doing some mouth. What do I think it is? Mouth deep dicking, I assume. I did not think that. Blowies. One bit. Beeges, you know? It's not that. Nope. It's not about giving head. Okay? I'd be worried if it was and it was your favorite thing. It's on HBO Max, which I have really pivoted over to as of late because... I see. I feel like I've just gone through Netflix. Yeah. Here's what the show is. It's not about blowies. Winter has fallen on the South Pole. A small team known as Winterers will remain at the Polaris 6 Antarctic Research Station to continue their innovative research, a crucial part in the fight against climate change. The Head. Sounds great. Bunch of fucking scientists living in the South Pole. Mm -hmm. Half the year, it's sunny there. And the other half, it's just pitch black. So it mm -hmm. starts out right on the verge of the switchover. And they've had a bunch of people at the Polaris research station that were there during the daylight six months. And now they're leaving and they're being replaced or people are staying on to do the next six months in the dark. Okay. So they're having like this big party. It's like kind of like going away thing. It's kind of cool. And then everyone leaves and then it becomes dark. And there's just a handful of people there left. And then, my friends, it turns into a dumpster fire, shit show, murder fest, 
Everyone ends up dead for some reason. You're trying to figure out what's happening. Who's killing these people? Is it aliens from under the ice? No. Is it someone from the research center? Is it because people are getting this thing called T3, which is like when you lose your mind because you're like not seeing any light? What's happening? What's the motives? It's a whodunit. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty great. I will say this. I want you to watch it. I think you would like it. I want you to watch it. And I want to know if you figured out who it was. I will say this. Sarah usually gets it pretty right, but she fucking nailed this one. Like halfway through, she had her theory. And I was like, I like that theory. And she killed it. So anyways. So this is a show, right? Not a movie? Yeah. It's a seven episode or eight episode show on HBO Max. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Check it out. The head, not to be confused with giving head. No one else thought that except you. Okay, so I've been kind of like holding off on telling you guys that I watched this, but <laughs> I just, it's just whatever. <laughs> Dark times, guys, and there's just not a whole lot of entertainment, and I did it, okay? And is it YA? Yes. Is it about fairies? Yes. Am I ashamed of that? Maybe. A little bit. Did I love it? Absolutely. There's a show on Netflix called Fate, the Winx Saga. <laughs> What? <laughs> Fate, the Winx saga that is not bad. So it's <laughs> concerned. <laughs> so it's kind of like Harry Potter. Okay. But instead of wizards, all these kids are fairies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I realize saying it out loud, it still sounds terrible. Here's the tag. A live action adaptation of Nickelodeon's Winx Club. <laughs> It follows Bloom as she adjusts to life in the other world, where she must learn to control her dangerous magical powers. Fate, the Winx Saga on Netflix for children. Mm. But a 36-year-old is suggesting it to his podcast listeners. Um, Listen, it's YA. It's like, if you ever watch the is show... Is it YA or is it like children? No, it's YA because it's like high school. Yeah, so if you ever watched the show The Magicians, I love The Magicians and my friend Trevor's in it. It's very much like that. But instead of magicians, they're fairies, but they have powers, you know, like, and there's all different types of fairies. There's different sects. There's forest fairies and like water fairies and whatever. So yeah, if you're into like some magical shit, Fate, the Wing Saga is not terrible is all I'm saying. Not a very good <laughs> endorsement. I liked it. I think you liked it more than you're letting on, too, which scares me. It is what it is, all right? We're just running out of stuff. By <laughs> the way, I finished Messiah. Have, did you ever watch Messiah? No, I haven't started it yet. Oh, God. Can you Gotta? watch it? I want you to watch right. it so we can talk about the ending of it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to start it today. And then the other one that I wanted you to watch, oh, The Little Things. Did you ever watch that? No. What? Denzel Washington, Jared Leto. Oh, we- Okay. That's the movie. It's a movie though, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you okay. don't watch any of my suggestions. I don't have any time. Oh my God. I forget who it was. Was like, how does Wells have so much time to watch all of this TV? And I was like, must be freaking nice. I don't know. Cause I'm dedicated to this podcast, Brandy. I want it to work. Or you just have nothing else going on. I got to put in the time guys. I'm doing this for you guys. And for you, Brandy. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, do you want to go to books? Yeah. Okay, what book you got? So, 
we really should have had him on the podcast. Our good friend, Ben Higgins, mm-hmm. finally released his book that I've been hearing him talk about for years. And I'm so excited to start it. So Ben sent me this. Wells, I'm sure you got it too. Right? Of course. So he is going to be on Sorry We're Stone tomorrow. So if you guys do want to hear from Ben, uh, want to hear him talk about the process of writing his book and kind of the story behind it, um, you can go listen to Sorry We're Stone tomorrow and he's on there. But I remember Ben telling me he was going to write a book. Yes, like I know Ben from The Bachelor, but I re- I really know Ben because he and I have been to Honduras together with the nonprofit Humanity and Hope that we're both super involved in. But he is way more heavily involved than I and actually started a for-profit business called Generous Coffee that is partnered with Humanity and Hope in the sense that the profits go back to the villages in Honduras that we work with there and they buy their coffee from farmers in Honduras. So it's all connected. And so like, that's the Ben I know. I've heard Ben just talk so much about writing this book and the struggles that he had writing it. I think Ben's the kind of person that wants it to be perfect. And he just wants so badly, you know, for people to love what he does. And, you know, we talked tomorrow on the podcast just about like how tough it is to read, you know, nasty comments online. Like that's just so hurtful. And so I know there was a lot of pressure for him to write something that people really loved and did connect with. So I'm excited about this. It's nonfiction. The title of it is Alone in Plain Sight, Searching for Connection. I think right now, especially to like just with the past year and a half of isolation, like everyone during the pandemic, like having to isolate at home and quarantine at home. And a lot of us have been alone uh, or not around many people at all for the past year and a half. And you do start to feel that isolation and that like loss of connection with other people. And that's just such a huge part of life. Like to me, connecting with other people is really what life is all about. You know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, our work is great, especially if we love it, but it's not what life's about. And yeah, the achievements and the money is cool, but like, it's not what life's about. It's about connecting with people. He's got a lot of really cool endorsements on the back of it as well. I know he He's a big fan of Bob Goff, and I love Bob Goff. If you don't know who he is, he has an amazing book called Love Does. So to see Bob endorse Ben's book on the back, I know that's super cool for him. And I'm just really excited to crack into it. So I'm sure I'll have it read in the next couple of weeks and and you can tell you guys what I thought about it. But I love Ben, and I know this book's going to be amazing. Love me some Ben Jamin Higgins. <laughs> Speaking of, I've been invited to his bachelor party. Oh, that's exciting. Where are you going? I don't know if I'm allowed to say in that information, but um, oh. <laughs> I'm going to come out with part two and it's just going to be tales from his bachelor party. And it's never actually. <laughs> Poor ben. I'm reading a book that is on Reese Witherspoon's, you know, Ooh. must read list, which so I feel like she's hit and hit and miss. Because a lot of her stuff she's bought the rights for. So she's promoting stuff that she thinks is going to be a good TV show. Which, mm-hmm. smart. This one's called The Sanatorium. I think it's a New York Times bestseller. Here's what Reese said about it. An eerie, atmospheric novel that had me completely on the edge of my seat. The tag is, you won't want to leave until you can't. Ugh. Half hidden by forest and overshadowed by threatening peaks, Les Sommets has always been a sinister place. Long played by troubling rumors, the former abandoned sanatorium has since been renovated into a five-star minimalist hotel. An imposing isolated getaway spot high up in the Swiss Alps 
is the last place Elin Warner wants to be. But Elin's taken time off from her job as a detective, so when her estranged brother Isaac and his fiancée Lori invite her to celebrate their engagement at the hotel, Elin really has no reason not to accept. Arriving in the midst of a threatening storm, Elin immediately feels on the edge. There's something about the hotel that makes her nervous. And when they wake the following morning to discover Lord is missing, Elin must trust her instincts if they hope to find her. With the storm closing off all access to the hotel, the longer Lori stays missing, the more the remaining guests start to panic. The sanatorium. So anyways, I'm like pretty early in, but it does seem pretty interesting and kind of creepy. So I'll tell you about it later. Okay, great. It sounds good. It's got like a little bit of the shining vibe, you know? It's like, I don't know if this is my favorite thing or not yet, but your boy got into some air frying. Oh, boy. That's right. Air, beware. You're about to get a ride by your boy. All right? Gonna be killing a bunch of air. Can you explain this to me? This What is air frying exactly? So I think it's a fancy way of saying convection oven, which is a fancy way of saying oven that has a fan in it. So basically what it does is it just circulates hot air around it. So it's like just hanging out in Palm Springs, I suppose. Hmm. And it's supposed to be like super easy to cook stuff in and... Four things in, I've burned a lot of stuff. But Really? Yes, but we did buy a bunch of cookbooks because we're air fryer years old. Here's the thing. This is how you know you're getting old. I was like watching a lot of infomercials about air fryers. I was like Mm. interested in like, I was seeing potential in becoming an air fryer guy. I pulled the trigger on one. And now I'm fucking up everything that goes into my air fry. And I don't know if I'm doing it wrong or if I'm like not timing it out right. But we got some cookbooks and I'm air fryer years old. When you get to your mid 30s, this is what you talk about. No more is it Molly and fucking partying (laughs) out and like sleeping around and like, you know, it's, hey, man, what should we put in the air fryer tonight? I'm air fryer years old and that's where we are. All right. Yikes. Well, I have a convection oven. Is it really the same thing? Yeah. Then you got an air fryer, bro. Oh, sickening. You have like a normal oven that has a convection setting? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's air fryer. That's an air fryer. So you know. Tight. Yeah. I will say I do I'm like the go- toast option. Oh, what's that do? So you're just like, well, you can choose what shade you want. What? That's right. That's pretty sick. Yeah. My last thing is, have you ever gone to the grocery store and like someone's ahead of you and they're just kind of like... You don't want to, you can't pass them. They're just kind of in the way and then you kind of wait for a while and then eventually they turn around and they're like, oh, sorry, I'm in your way. And you're like, yeah, fucking move. And then they move <laughs> and then you go around them and then somehow they figured out a way, like pull their cart like directly to where you are going and then you get stopped again. And you're just like, what are you doing? Just get the fuck out of my way. And like, they're always just kind of like on your shit and you're just like, first of all, it's pandemic, fucking back up at least six feet. Also, how do you figure out exactly where I'm going to be? And then you go there and you block me again. I hate you so much. Yeah. I run into this problem in the airport. I feel. Yes. I just flew home. So it's like very fresh. It's people that but, like aren't paying attention. Yeah. To where they're going. Like I can't stand when people aren't looking where they're going. Like when they're walking somewhere or especially like I'm a very fast walker. Yeah. So if someone's walking in front of me slowly and they're taking up the whole freaking space to where I can't walk around them like that 
drives me freaking crazy. Oh my god! How about when you're or, walking? Or when okay. They stop in the middle yeah. of like a moving. Yeah. With just I said with luggage, they just stop and they just like stop trap. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. There, everyone's walking, flow of traffic. All right, and then yeah. and then all of a sudden they look at their fucking phone and it makes them stop. And then you fucking almost run into them because they're stupid. Dude, if you're going to look at your phone and you stop, look around first. Figure out what's who's around you so you don't f- nail somebody. We got to n- get a name for them. Inconsiderate? That's what I call it. You have no sympathy for my space. No empathy for my shit. I hate uh, you. Uh-huh. You got anything else? I got some music. What musics do you got? So I feel like we were just the other day, or the other week, I should say, talking about... Uh, my friends, you know them too. They're from Nashville and a band called the St. John's. Were we talking about them recently? Yeah. Love, love, love the St. John's. And they, uh, I think took a long break for a while. I know that Jordan was doing like a side project of her own called Sad Penny. And so I think they've just now started to put, put out new stuff for the St. John's and it's been a while, but they have a new single called Outside Looking In. And I'm just such a massive fan of them. Like, I don't understand how they didn't blow up the minute they became a thing because they're just so talented. That's good. They're so good. And I know live music isn't happening right now, but when it comes back, if you guys ever get a chance to see the St. John's live, they're just so good live. Um, Joe, like she like plays electric guitar. She's so badass. Her harmonies are spot on every time. Um, and they had, they had an album out in 2016 called Dead of Night that I just, I love every song on the album. So go check out the St. John's. All right. You love Ben Howard, right? Yes. I saw that Ben Howard's got new stuff out. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Ben Howard and I will be a Ben Howard fan for life. But he did put out a record that was eh, not my favorite, I'll say. Agreed. Um, His last album, I was just like, eh, you know, I love, I love you, Ben Howard, but like this one's not my fave. Yeah. Um, But he, there's this song popped up on my released release radar called Crowhurst Meme. Meme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually a cool vibe. His voice is everything. Yeah, I heard that the other day on my run, and I don't hate it, but not to be this guy, I really oh like old Ben Howard stuff. I know, I do too, but 
I did at least I would like listen to that while I'm driving. It's good driving music. Yeah. I've played this song before. It's a shovels and rope tune, but they put out an acoustic version and I'm like obsessed with it. It's like one of those that like I hear it and I just keep on playing it on repeat and then like go learn mm. the guitar like a dork. It's just such like lyrically, it's just so great. Anyways, yeah, it's shovels and rope. The song's called Mississippi Nothing. Remember when we used to wear each other's clothes? Yeah, I've been struggling. But I know lots of things. And I got an idea that's gonna turn on the money hose. Choking on a joke, try to keep it light. I could never quite get the timing right. But you. You never know how it feels I got ideas No one knows We watched you on TV love the song it's so good it, it's a very wells adams track thank you i don't know if it was or not, but, uh... all right you got anything else i think that's it is that it i think all right i feel like there was a that was a lot like there's a lot we unpacked there yeah yeah all right well uh i miss ya miss you too i think yeah i'm thinking about coming out to la in march to see my mom. Come on. I'm I'm going to be vaccinated by that. I'm going to the fuck. I'm getting the leftovers. I'm getting the leftover vaccines, baby. I can't wait to hear all about that. Also, yeah. what are we doing? Do you know that you're coming on Sorry We're Stone next week? Oh, yeah, I am. Very also, excited. fuck you guys. You had Ben Higgins on before you had me on? I, okay, like, but come on, Wells and Ben back to back, back to back. Sorry, we're starting episodes. Like, we're doing it right. Yeah. We are doing something right if we've got Wells and Ben back to back. So here's the deal with Sorry, we're stoned. So I don't think Wells listens to my other podcast. So I'll let him know now that we have this segment called Dear MT, where people call in and leave a voicemail asking a question for my mom or me to kind of give advice or input on. It can be anything, relationship advice, interior design questions. Tish loves to give interior design advice, um, really anything at all. So because we're announcing a week early that Wells is going to be on, we're going to also open up the questions for Wells. So if you have a question for dear MT slash Wellsy this week, you can call into this number, leave a message, and we'll play it live on the podcast for us to answer. The number is 818-839-0534. And I think that only works if you're in the US. So if you're in Canada or international, you can go to the Sorry We're Stoned Instagram account and send us like a voice memo in our DMs and we'll play it there. Okay. Wow. Cool, huh? We're fancy over yeah. Sorry We're Stoned. Wow. Real actual segment bits. Love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, you know, uh, we've got DMT, we've got baked goods, which mm. are Tizzle's favorite, mostly Amazon purchases, but anything she buys <laughs> when she's high. Yeah. We've got Munchy Moment, where we talk about what we like to eat when fish is high, basically. Uh, yeah, real fun stuff over there. All right. I'm into it. I can't yeah. wait. All right. Well, how exciting. Double Wells next week. Uh, all right, Brandi. Well, 
I'll see you in a couple of days on Sorry We're Stoned. You will. Love you guys. Be good. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.